JM and the AM, that's Benny Friedman. When Rabbi Ganak, Rabbi Menachem Ganak, uh, visits us here at JM and the AM, I'm always worried about what announcement he has. Let's pray that we could still eat Oreos Shabbos afternoon. Let's pray that the O-U-D on Oreos does not mean real dairy. Rabbi Ganak, this is not a visit to warn us about anything like that, right? This is no, not, not at this all. is not a warning to tell us that that O-U-D is a real dairy O-U-D, is it? No, not at all. Thank God. Okay, so now that we're past that, we can continue with the substance of our conversation. It's a great pleasure that we welcome Rabbi Menachem Ganak and Arnie Lustiger into our studio. The brand new Chumash for Sefer Shmos is called Chumash Mesorah Sarav, Chumash with commentary based on the teachings of Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik. Uh, Shmos, a New Earth Edition uh, book of Shmos is out. You should know the impact that this already has made among my listeners. Because last Thursday, during my Judaica segment, which I do Thursday afternoon with Shlaimi Eichler, we <laughs> we started talking about Masaras Harav, and immediately on our app, someone commented, I just went to the website and bought it. So obviously there is a a certain enthusiasm. when, and, and we discussed this last time that both of you were here. There is an enthusiasm when anything brand new that has to do with Rabbi Soloveitchik is released to the public. Uh, tell us about this. Tell us about the, the getting to this point of releasing the Shmos Masaras Arav. Well, uh, after after we uh, we last spoke, I uh, we worked feverishly on Shmos to get it out on time. <laughs> um, Shmos is uh, there. There is a lot of material on Shmos, especially from Rabbi Ganak's Haggadah. Right. There's a lot of material that Rav had to say about the Haggadah. So the first three or four parshios. Are in, are in very good shape. He had a lot to say about Kisisa. So uh, mm. the challenge wasn't finding material in this case. It was more fitting what it in. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, in this particular uh, volume, the Shmos volume, uh, there's not only commentary, but there are two um, appendices. Because there was one appendix, it's amazing, one appendix is on the introductory verse to the Ten Commandments, to the Aseris Hadibros. Mm. Rather, prosaic sounding verse by Daber Elohim as Kol Hadvarim Right, there's Lamar. drama to it. There's well, there's th- th- well, there, I mean, if you just read it, right, you, you could read it very dryly. Right. On the other hand, the Rav has ten pages. There are ten pages in the appendix of that on that verse on alone. On that one sentence and of and the Chumash, you get the brilliance of the Rav. And it's comes not through. a. And I, I got to be careful the way I'm about to say this. It, there's a limit to the substance in that sentence, right? It's sort of an it would int- sound like right. It, it sounds it would like sound there's like not it. much there, right? What does Kol mean? By Raber Elokim, why is Elokim used in that context? What does is Kol Hadvarimoila? And then Lamar. What does the word Lamar mean? He has a whole beautiful Torah about what Lamar means, Rabbi just, Gidak, and you don't understand what the word means until you until you read this. Rabbi Gidak, how many times as a Talmud of the Rav did you have that experience where you, there was a piece of Gemara or Chumash or something that the Rav was addressing, and you as a Talmud would say, "Well, it doesn't seem like anything special here," you know, just a a rate. And sure enough, the depth that the Rav brought out in it, you know, surprised you. Well, I was in the Rav Shir for almost twenty years. I'd have to say every single day. I mean, he was just. You know, he used to modestly say, Vas malamid. Well, I'm, I'm, all I am is a malamid. But then he, you know, added, but it's not so bad to be a malamid. After all, Kodesh Baruch is malamid. I'm malamid, Torah, Lama Yisrael. So, you know, what he represented, what, you know, the briskaderech manifests itself is, is just the extraordinary clarity. And, you know, after, if you posed with the question, you posed the question, but then afterwards, you say, isn't that so obvious, you know, 
Yeah, what, what kind of questions is that? It, it, you know, and then after he, you know, showed the structure, the sugyo, the qu- it was just so stunningly beautiful. You and when Robert Weinberg was here, we also discussed this. We, we always talk about. I think you and I have said that you know he he loved Yom Kippur, right? The, right. the maybe the, arguably the Rub's favorite day of the year, Yom Kippur. Correct. And Robert Weinberg and you have discussed what he felt about Tisha B'av and the Kinnis, and and obviously you know every yunt of a certain affinity. But Pesach and the Haggadah also we would say would be at the top of the list, right? Yeah, absolutely. There was absolutely. something. After all, that's, you know, his mandate was to teach, and that, that's the mandate right. of uh, Pesach. The teaching holiday. Info. Right, 100%. And a lot of that material, as Arnie said, works its way into the Shmos Chumash that you had worked on when it came to the Agoda at that point. Right? Yes. That's, uh, yes. that's a lot of it. Um, this is available out there, right? This is already out. This is out uh, at this point. It, the the boat left Israel two weeks ago. <laughs> it's um, it actually is arriving today. Uh, we think it will be uh, that there was actually a um, uh, an air freight of limited amount. There are two hundred that are out distributed among various bookstores. Oh, so that's probably uh, the one my listener got. That could be, could very well be. Um, and uh, if if anybody's interested in it today or tomorrow, um, they should call their bookstore and see if they if they in fact have it. This volume was dedicated. Dedicated, obviously, very recently to the memory of Rabbi Moshe Tversky. Rabbi Tversky was one of the victims of the Harnov massacre uh, that just happened uh, in Yerushalayim. And uh, Rabbi Ganak, you could certainly say uh, something about the yes. Tversky family and, and Rabbi Moshe Tversky. Well, as this was going, to, literally as the volume was going to print, the tragedy in Harnov occurred. And um, all of us thought that it was appropriate to dedicate this volume to Moshe Tversky. Moshe was the apple of the Rav's eye. I, I, I knew him from the time he, before he was by mitzvah. When, was learning, when first was learning an onset by the Rav that summer after his w- wife passed away after the Six-Day War. And just the magnitude of the loss is extraordinary. He was very much, very much a nister. People, he would have been one, you know, one of the Gdole Hador. He was already just, he would have been revealed in terms of his, his piety, his humility, he spent literally all night learning, barely slept, um, and his chesed, he was really very, and this was, this was always his quality about his consistency and his humility. Um, we only had a few vams initially, and I sent one of them to the Rav's daughter, Tartara Tversky. Right. I think she that was would also, be Rabbi Tversky's mother. Right, and she was right. very moved by, you know, that it was dedicated to Moshe. Just that, you know, this... With the, the tragedies that happen in Israel, the terrorist attacks, they, unfortunately, they happen. Now we can't just say Israel, you know, worldwide. Right. But when when Moshe Twisky was killed, it just came so close because he, in terms of not just personally, but in terms of you know what our community represented, this was Salvatics, you know, intellectual heir. He 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 was so close to him. He loved him. So he used to learn with him. I remember when privately when he was just a high school boy, he learned big parts of of Kutchin with him. This was his oldest office. grandson. This was his oldest grandson. Atari and Yitzhak. Yitzhak Tversky was a professor at Harvard. <sighs> the volume is in memory of Rabbi Moshe Tversky, son of Rabbi Dr. Yitzhak Isidore and Dr. Atara Tversky, grandson, as we mentioned, of the Rav, the Rav's oldest grandson. It says here, he was the apple of the Rav's eye, an extraordinary intellect, a brilliant Talmud Chacham, a devoted and caring Rebbe to his students, a man of quiet dignity and reserve, singular devotion and profound humility, a loving husband, father, and grandfather, cruelly cut down. In the prime of life, and uh, you, you make such an important point about the Harnoff massacre as well. Another reason why it really 
hit so many people around the world is because every one of the victims was, uh, you know, from different communities, many of them from the United States. And as, as, as much as, of course, every terror attack uh, hits the collective Jewish heart, this one was especially painful. And in this regard, even more so, as you said. And one of the ripple effects of what the enemy does to us, one of the ripple effects is something you just touched on, the Torah, the dedication to the Talmudim, the effect of Zarebi. Unfortunately, that's now lost uh, for the future, for those who would right, have been... and on his family itself. Yeah, of you course. Know. You know, I had, we, we put out different mesechtas from the Rav, and Moshe had agreed to work on Harius. And I know he's learning with his son, Harius. And, you know, had he lived to complete it, it would have been something extraordinary. And that's not an area of Talmud that most people pursue, right? No, but the Rav <laughs> learned it one summer. It's a small mesechta, but he just gave just beautiful shurim on Harius. They were just stunning. I think we've discussed this before, how once in a while you'd be treated to the Rav pursuing what we would consider to be obscure sections of Talmud or, or general well, it, Jewish it, learning. Right. I mean, the Rav wasn't limited to, so, so, so to speak, Yeshiva right. he, he, he He used to learn, you know, different Masechtas, and especially in the summer, he'd learn different Inyanim, Havayas, Damskatis, Svachim, Krisus, Nazir. That was the rough summer vacation. Let's do a little cushion, right? <laughs> That's how I'm going to spend my spare time. I remember the Rav once telling me that he, he thought that Kalim was his best Masechta. <laughs> what? Who's going to go for Heron, you know? <laughs> Who's going to argue with him right. about it? <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, uh, Artie Lustiger, could you give us a, uh, a, a section of the brand new Schmoes that we should... Uh, and give us a taste, a pasuk, a commentary, something that would be emblematic of what we'll gain when we purchase the Chumash Mesorah Sarav on Shmos. All right. It says, uh, last week's parsha, Vayayonchu b'nei Yisrael min ha'avoda, v'tal shavasam el ha'alokim min ha'avoda. Okay. Um, a, uh, the, the Rav described the difference between pain and suffering. An animal experiences pain. It's a stimulus, reacts to the stimulus, and then the animal doesn't, he reacts to the stimulus and then walks away, just continues living the way a normal animal would. A slave, similarly, there's no reflection on the pain that the person is, is going through. You live day to day, minute to minute. Many concentration camp survivors uh, re- recorded this. Um, you, d- you don't have the time to reflect even upon the, the injustice that's being done to you. It's an isolated experience. Right, exactly. Each pain, each pain Right. sensation is an isolated experience that you don't put together and say this just is wrong it should not be happening along comes Moshe and he smites the Egyptian who was, who was in term um, uh, smiting the uh, the Israelite um, all of a sudden the people found out about this and they say you know what we're going through is wrong this is injustice this is all of a sudden they experience suffering at that moment by that groan, that groan was a groan not of pain but of suffering. Their, their, that groan, uh, that cry arose before Hashem. The, 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 the way the Rav explained Vatal is means that he, he essentially upgraded it. He upgraded that, 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 um, he promoted that, um, that cry from a wordless cry to a prayer. He, within, uh, right. so God, Promoted that to a prayer, and through that, that's where how the gula took place. Right. That's and that one, that's one reason we're so much gula tefila. The the, the uh, Hashem gula is a result of, of the tefila because the tefila right. is that that right. anguish expressed in the cry exactly. to God. That's that's and that, and that's a prerequisite to prayer. Uh, right. The Rav the said very often without without feeling that suffering, prayer really is meaningless. Everybody has 
some level of suffering in his life, whether it's existential, whether it's very real. Um, he has everybody has that that sense of suffering, and without that sense of suffering, you really don't have prayer. Right, Rabbi Yannick, what do you think? Not that they were asking you to evaluate the Rav, but uh, <laughs> that that would be emblematic of something. Yes, it was something he would, he would <laughs> based on the Ramban, and he would he would quote it often. And sometimes that God listened to the cry, but he 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 accepted it as as a prayer. Uh, the Rav's attitude toward Moshe's leadership, uh, and maybe we could extend it to what he felt leadership was in the Jewish world in general. What could you tell us about that? Well, you know, if I'm going to say another word from the, sure. you know, which Arnie beautifully writes about, but it's a theme that he would return to the Rav often, so you'll, especially in the first few sedras, is that Moshe is a shliach hakel, leich eshlachacha el paro, and that shlichus that he's God's proxy, the Rav said, is actually Mo, Moshe, actually, in this respect, which we see in this week's Pasha, Moshe is different than the others, than Avram, for example, because Avram is a man, his greatness was that he discovered God. Right. The Rambam says from the time he was a little child, the Medrash from even as young as three years old, he was searching to discover God, but God doesn't appear to him until he's 75 years old. So, a shliach means that you're appointed by somebody, but Mishaleach, a shliach, Mishaleach, looks for a shliach. It's not the reverse, that a shliach, the, the agent, is looking for somebody to point. If without that appointment, he can't be a shliach hakel. God appears to Moshe, as, as we see at the beginning of the prophet, you know, I, I appeared to him, but to the others, that wasn't the case. Um, so, in a, to the others, it's only later. They, they, they on their own discover God. But Moshe, when God first appears to him there at the burning bush and first gives him his mission, right, he's he says, he's giving, I'm giving you a shlichus. Right. And Wait, which that, is better? Well, I would think Moshe's position is harder. Uh, maybe right? indeed. You, maybe. As one of the others, you grow into this relationship with God and then proclaim right. how important that relationship is between humans and God to the world. With Moshe, he's a he's an innocent young guy who's you know right. who wants to go about his day, and then God comes and says, "I have something I need you to do." He was, he's in a very difficult spot. And, well, he's more than you know. Moshe is the most reluctant of right. prophets, unwilling almost to accept this this mission. But the Rav said. In terms of this halach of Moshe, Mo, you know, in next week's Pasha it says, which is also alluded to in this week's Pasha, Boel Paro. It really should say, Lechel Paro, go right. to Paro. But what the Rav said, what, what God is telling him, this shlichus that you have, Moshe, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not just sending you, as usually an agent goes to, you know, consummate a deal, a business, with shlichus right. or kedushin, but the, the, the Moshleach doesn't go. I'll be there. Indeed, I'll be there before you come. So, Bo El Paro. And of course, the halachic model of that, the Rav said, is the Shlich Tzibur. Because the, the one who davens for the Tzibur, which is real Shlichus, you know, the only time the Rav pointed out in the Mishnah, this is of course an idiomatic expression throughout the Gemara that we're all familiar with, Shluchel Shal Adam Kamoso. A man's agent, his proxy, it acts and is effective as if he does it. But that, that expression actually only appears once in the Mishnah, in, in Meseches Brochus, as it relates to Shlich Tzibur. That, That's uh, the only time it's... The only time in Mishnah. In Gemara, many times. Right. But in the, in the Mishnah, that's the only, that's what's derived from. Right. Because it's a real deal of Shlichus. But the Shlich of a Shlich Tzibur is patterned after Moshe's Shlichus in the sense, God's, Kadshpochu the Tzibur in this case is going with the, with the, uh, with the Shlich Tzibur. And, and it's not just Moshe Rabbeinu that I've pointed out. Each of us, have a certain mission in life, a certain Shlichus. But said, we're never said it directly, it's never said directly to us by the mouth of God. Well, it's not, but you know, the, the Gemara says in Nida, 
um, that each child in utero, as a fetus, the Malach makes him swear to that tzaddik veloti yevosha. That 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 make that swearing is because it's a shlichus. Like when Avram Avinu gives a shlichus to his servant Eliezer to find, you know, the proper wife for Yitzchak, so he he makes him swear that that. Oath that's imposed on us in utero even is because each person has a mission. The love quoted Rav Cook. Rav Cook has a wonderful uh, expression in the davening in the ilu. We say elokai achlonet notzati enukadai v'achshus notzati ilu no notzati. What do those enigmatic words mean? So Rav Cook said elokai achlonet notzati till I was created. I wasn't worthy, you know, I couldn't fulfill my mission. Right. Because, you know, everybody has to be, is God puts them in a specific point in time in history to fulfill their mission. And that's what we're bemoaning at the end of Neil. Till I was created, I couldn't fulfill my mission. But now that you've put me, and I've been born, and I've set to fulfill that mission, it's as if I wasn't created, because I'm not fulfilling that mission properly. The frustrating part is sometimes people spend a lifetime trying to discover what their mission is. Right, that's also true. But the, 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 the no, but the, that sense of Moshe Rabbein, the right. shlichus, each of us has a mission. Right. And we, when, as we, to, you know, to paraphrase, as we strut across this stage to, you know, to fulfill that, to fulfill that mission. Right. And I think the love, when we speak about the love, which is d- demonstrated by this, by this sitter, excuse me, by this bencher, I'm coming back to this chumash, to the shmos, <laughs> especially to the shmos, is that sense of mission that the love had in terms of teaching. You know, Atara Tversky, Dr. Tversky asked me, you know, who's the editor of it? It's so magnificently done. So I told her, which something which I learned when we were on the show together last time. Right. About how Arnie, Arnie became Arnie, the top of the how, how he came Because the love once came and spoke at U of P, University right. of Pennsylvania, where he was a student at the, I presume he was a student at the yeah. time. And he heard he was so inspired by him that he wanted to... Uh, and then someone kept sh- sending tapes to you, right? I, was, got, I was able to... You were able to secure that. the... So I, thought, you know, I don't remember the love even speaking U of P. So I said, you know, I remember it well. I wasn't there, but I remember Morty Feuerstein, who was then like one of the loves, Gaboyim or Shamashim, went with him to U of P. But uh, originally, I think it must have been sponsored by the Hiller, I, I would imagine. It was, by, it was actually by the faculty uh, colloquium. It was uh-huh. by, uh, by the, well, the, the sociology, I think the sociology uh-huh. department. But originally they wrote, you know, Rabbi Salvech, a great theologian, and the Rav said, you know, coming back to what he said, I'm not a theologian. I'm a Malamid. I teach Torah. So he, they, they insisted afterwards that they changed, the, that, you know, his, how they right. designate him. You know? Why is it that we could speak about the Rav for hours and hours? It's, anytime someone walks into this studio on the topic of the Rav, it, it, it just could be endless, the conversation. It's unbelievable. He, he, he was such a fascinating, multi, you know, multifaceted person. And he was just... So profound and so charismatic, but it's true. When people begin to speak of the Rav or delve into his talk, and this say for Shmos, this this commentary on Shmos, which which Ani G- me put together, sorry, just, yeah. just demonstrates. Hey, give me something on Kisisa. You mentioned Kisisa. I'm assuming you mean the Mishkan, and right? I mean, it's very interesting because you mentioned Moses' leadership. Right. Appendix B discusses Moses' leadership <laughs> and how it changed fundamentally in Parshas Kisisa. A change? A change. There was a change in Moses' leadership. What was um, it before what Kisisa? Was, remember Lech Raid? Right. Says Lech Raid. He says, you know, the, 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 golden calf, the, the golden calf incident. Oh, okay? right. right? Lech Raid. What does Ra- Rashi say? Raid bin Dulascha. You're demoted, Moshe. You're demoted. Okay, so now what does that mean? He's demoted. Um, then Moshe, Hashem changes the conversation. He says, Vayomer Hashem al Moshe, 
Um, and I seen this nation, and it is a stiff-necked nation. Leave me, leave me, and I will destroy them. Moshe, so what does it mean? What is God telling me? Leave me. me it's up. To, that, Rashi says, I see it's up to me. That if, if you I, resign, if I argue, if I argue on their behalf, they'll be saved. Right. If I don't argue on their behalf, they won't be saved. That relationship all of a sudden changes. All of a sudden, Moshe became a leader who sacrifices on behalf of the people. Up to now, miracles came, you know, pretty easily. You know, the Red Sea, all the, right. the, the plagues, um, everything. He so had now, miracles at his disposal. So now, Akash Baruch who's saying, if you stick with them, I'll stick with them. That That's what he sees. Essentially, right. In other words, what if you if you sacrifice so on Moses their behalf? Got a big decision to make. He has a big. In other words, he could he could he, uh, can, get, he can get out of this thing finally. Exactly, right? exactly <laughs> right. He said, "You and your children will make a new a new nation right. out of you." And God and, and Moses said, "No." Moshe said, "No." I, I I stick with this nation. All of a sudden, that, that there's a huge sacrifice that he makes, and that sacrifice is a transformation in Moses' leadership, and that takes place in in uh, unbelievable. In Kisisa. Unbelievable. All right, the brand new Chumash Masoras Harav. Shmos will be in your stores everywhere in the next day or two, and next some some days, stores yeah. already have it. The New Earth Edition, uh, Rabbi Ganak, this is another OU Press release, right? This is from yes. OU Press. The mission continues to release amazing works, whether it's the road. The Shlichus, the mission. Exactly. <laughs> the mission is right. Exactly. And if someone would say, you know, if you're sticking with it, I'll stick with it, you have a decision to make, and you said we're sticking with it, right? Just like <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu said. Uh, <laughs> no regrets all around. Uh, any information, it's all over the web. And right, there's, a, uh, there's a, a website we have called orohrpublishing.com. Orpublishing.com, you can actually go online and get the entire Parshas Shmos online to get a taste of what the Chumash is like. For free? For free. Download for download it for free. So get Orpublishing.com. Or the, the Safer, I'm sorry, the Parshas Shmos. Not, 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 not Safer Shmos, yeah. but the Parshas Shmos. The first section yeah, of Safer Shmos. Which is a, a pretty large section. 100%. So you can get an idea of what the, what the Chumash is like. All right. You can also get it online from the OU. From the, OU right. the OU Press, yeah, there, there's links to both uh, to both websites. All right, to so check it out, folks, and enjoy. Arnie Lustiger, thank you for being here this morning. Arbeginak, thank you for being here Flash as well. And uh, we remember the Rav and uh, of course, pay tribute to the memory of Rabbi Tversky, who was taken from us in the prime of his life, just as this volume does. We remember him this morning right here at JM in the AM.